UMGoBlue.com. By fans, for fans, since 1999. Hello, welcome to the UMGoBlue.com podcast. This is Phil Callahan along with... Andy Anderson. And here we are to discuss another Michigan victory. It's good to say that. Michigan defeating UNLV by a score of 28-7. to 7. Um, You know, what did you think about that one, Andy? Well, I, I think it's kind of a, a trap game for a team like Michigan. If they come out and don't play very well like they did against Akron a few years ago when Akron had a similar kind of, uh, you know, a, a spread in the points, 34 this time Michigan was favored by. If you don't make the spread and if you don't, you've got more to lose than you've got to gain. And uh, a game like this, in which you're playing a team that is definitely not a good matchup talent-wise, and you should be beating them bad. If you don't beat them bad, it's more of a problem than you get glory for if you win. Do you, am I making any sense there? Uh, some problems with the quarterback position are apparent. He's not hitting his downfield receivers, which is not spreading the field. That's a problem. Uh, he's got great poise and great composure. He manages the game well. And this time he won, which is the most important thing, but he did throw an interception again. And against better competition, that could get to be a problem. Now, we have to put that all in perspective because obviously he's the best quarterback that they've got in place right now. So the position probably is not going to be a world buster this year. They're going to have to rely on defense. And I thought it was interesting that they had their wide receivers running so much. Chesson ran. Darvo ran. Uh, they were doing things, getting them the ball, other than throwing it to them always. So it was an interesting game. It was a good win. Uh, your your uh, daubers have to be up after it because it really would have been a mess if they lost so they got better competition come up we'll see how how good they are a good measure will come up against uh, Brigham Young next week we'll know more after this next week's game I think we have a couple very valid concerns you know and you mentioned the quarterback position and you know, it's very clear that Harbaugh knows the quarterback position and he knows how to coach quarterbacks. But I really don't understand what he's doing here. Um, like you said, definitely Rudock is is scarily the best option we have. Right. And Harbaugh has been, you know, bending over backwards to uh, explain that that. You know the turnovers aren't his fault. There are many fingerprints on the play, but I would I would say to you, he threw some of the worst passes I've ever seen, and and that's saying a lot from what we've seen from the quarterback position the last seven years. Okay, 
Um, he, uh, I mean, he missed Jake Butt, and I don't know who he was throwing to. Um, he missed Drake Harris on a swing pass. And understand where I'm coming from here. UNLV is not top flight competition. The whole reason we brought Ruddock in was because he is allegedly the guy with experience, the guy who's going to be calm, the guy who's not going to get excited and miss the wide open receiver. So understand here that we have three games of this season in, which is a quarter of the season. And generally, in my opinion, that's a good enough time it's a good enough sample size to take measure of where you're at. I'm not real impressed with Ruddock. Okay? And scarily, he must be the best thing out there. That's really scary. And and the way that Harbaugh is explaining the whole Shane Morris situation, that he's really the second-string quarterback, but I kind of want to redshirt him, and, and I'm really worried what's going to happen if Ruddock goes out. So, listen, it's a 28-7 win. You know, and I would describe it as very workmanlike. I mean, this is the kind of win that we know when Lloyd was coached, people would be griping about. Um, you know, it de- it definitely was a glorified scrimmage. I mean, I think you could see by, like you said, they, I think they were exercising some of the things in the playbook by running their wide receivers so much. I think that, you know, we saw it where they were trying to go for it on fourth down, and, you know, they weren't real concerned about losing this game. But after, a th- you know, a, th- a quarter of the season done, Rodak has not impressed me. He had yet another interception. And at a certain point, you know, Coach Harbaugh can explain that the interceptions aren't his fault. Well, what about those passes? I mean, this is a guy who's supposed to be the fifth-year senior, the graduate transfer. His mechanics are supposed to be solid at this point. The weather was beautiful. There's no excuse to miss guys like that. And... That's, that's again, big concern heading in. Um, if this had been Michigan State or Ohio State, they would have eaten our offense alive. So we'll see what we'll see. Um, but, but that's my real concern heading in is that, you know, it, it put up my antenna a little bit when Harbaugh was going out of his way to kind of deflect blame from Ruddock. Um and, and nothing, I mean, again, okay, so he didn't have, he only had one interception, but man, he sure missed some guys. And that's, again, third game of the year, perfect weather conditions. Uh, you know, again, uh, what's the problem? I mean, you know, the offensive line is actually doing a pretty nice job for him. Um, he wasn't, you know, uh, he wasn't under a lot of pressure from this UNLV team. It, it really had the... You know, being at the stadium, it really had the vibe of more of a practice. And, hey, you won the practice, that's great. But I don't have a real good feeling about the quarterback position right now. Well, maybe he'll turn it around quick. He's not a dummy. He's a smart kid. He's getting good coaching. And uh, maybe all of a sudden the light will run. He'll be able to throw the ball downfield a little bit with some accuracy. If he could just hit a couple of those, and when he does hit them, not have the receiver drop them as they have in the past sometimes, uh, he's going to come on and we'll see what kind of team Michigan is going to be this year. We don't know yet. They don't know yet. But a lot of things are on the positive side. 
I, for one thing, I'm glad that Jabril Peppers is on our side. What about that 24-yard punt return that he pulled? You know what? I really think, you know, on the uh, DirecTV, they have the red zone where, you know, on the NFL channel, they have a, a special part of the NFL package where it'll flip to any game where a team is about to score. I think uh-huh. Jabril Peppers going back for a punt should be uh, highlighted nationally on every network because should be featured. he is going to bust one. And uh, I cannot remember the last time I was excited about a Wolverine punt returner. Boy, I mean, it, it's been a long time. And, you know, for many years, that was a real strength of the program. You can go back to, to Woodson. You can go back to Desmond Howard. And, and, and really, a number yeah, of players. Yeah, I mean, really, Michigan has consistently, every several seasons, had a big playmaker who could, who could really crack things open in the return game. And it's been a long time. And you can really see that Peppers has that kind of talent. Now, you know, talent just means you haven't done anything yet. You know, I say that all the time. But, boy, it sure looks like he's going to do something big. And I, I really think that um, the only thing holding him back is that if I am any team on the schedule, I am kicking away from him. It's just not worth it. It's really not worth it. Um, so, you know, it could be like, Listen, he's very young, and he really, again, he hasn't done a lot. He does not have the stats to show it. Um, but if I'm an opponent, I'm kicking away from him. It's not worth it. There's no point. There's really no point. You know, and I, I just hope that we run into a stubborn coach the way that Bo was stubborn against Rocket and, and kept kicking to him, you know, thinking that uh, his team was going to stop him because Peppers really has amazing talent and you know what I, I'm really looking forward to uh, to seeing how it develops over the next couple of seasons yeah uh, bull bull kicking to that guy all those times really made me sick at that time and one of his comments after that game was if I had a gun I'd shot him and I don't think that'd be a popular in jest of course I don't think that'd be a popular comment now though the way things are but anyway uh, Jabril Peppers, when he's fielding that punt, he does it with grace and supreme confidence. And he's going to get nothing but better as he gets more opportunities. He had a decent kickoff return, too. He ran one of those back a little bit, too. So he, he's, uh, he's a renaissance man. He's got a lot of uh, football skills. And as time goes on, he'll get more chance uh, to use them. Well, how did you like that uh, that long run for a touchdown from scrimmage? Boy, it's been a long time since we've seen that, too. Um, that was a beautiful run. You know, I have to tell you, I, I came away from that game feeling a lot better about the running back position, and not just because we saw Ty Isaac bust that well, long run. It, it, you got great back, too. It, it really seems to me that we have three or four guys in the rotation. And, you know, it used to be. It used to be. And, and I, I say, you know, the Bo era, and even most of the Lloyd era, that you would you would have a, a rotation of backs 
and one would get hot one game, one would get hot another game. And you would look at the stats, and there'd be a lot of balance in the overall stats at the end of the season. And toward the end of the Lloyd era, he really locked on to the single back. You know, and I think about like Mike Hart. Mike Hart was it. And I really thought that, you know, Michigan always has talented backs. And what I liked about what we saw from this game is that Harbaugh seemed very determined to get the ball around, to rotate through, and and see what happens. So, you know, I know that there's the, the school of thought that says that, you know, you go to the one back and you let them break through. But I really like the idea of, of you know, letting guys be fresh and, um, you know, seeing who can who can be successful against a particular team. So, again, you know, you saw Devion, you know, did the Devion thing. I mean, he wasn't spectacular, but he's solid. You saw Ty Isaac bust out, and you saw Drake come back. And, you know, it's, I think, from what we saw last season, Drake might be the best back out there. I mean, even, even with Ty Isaac. So I, I like that. I like that they were, you know, and it's interesting because, you know, Devion had 13 carries and only got, you know, 33 yards. But, you know, he seemed to be the hammer. And then, you know, we saw Derek Green running, you know, a couple of times. We saw um, Drake back. And, and then Ty Isaac had the big home run run. So I, I like it. I like that we're, that, you know, Harbaugh is, is getting guys carries and, you know, Three to five carries is nothing to write home about, but you also can't say you didn't have a chance. And I really thought that that in past, sorry, I, I think in past seasons we've seen where it's one guy and you're it. And you know, I think that that with the with the talent we have at running back, I think I really want to see different guys at least get an opportunity. It's nice to have Wheatley out there with Diakovituka backing them up. You know, what they're, they that is the most exposed position on a football team for injuries, running back. No question about it, they get hurt a lot. And if you have a fleet of them that can go, you're better off than if you don't, for the simple reason that somebody's going to get hurt in there, somebody's going to get nicked, it's going to take the edge off their running, or they're not going to play at all. And you're better to have somebody of talent behind them that has some experience. You remember when they ran Chris Curry... 51 yards against Michigan, 51 times against Michigan State. The guy could hardly get off the ground. I don't think that's good for him. I don't think that's good for the team. It's better to have a choice of people, somebody fresh, somebody unhurt, and some guys that are almost equally talented. I definitely agree. And again, I think, like I said, that's why I mentioned that. It really Lloyd seemed to do that toward the end. Um, you know, he, he you know Chad Henney was the quarterback no matter what. Mike Hart was the running back no matter what. And you know, again, Michigan almost always has a ton of recruits, and you would think, uh, of, you know, when I say a ton of recruits, a ton of quality recruits. And like I think of Lloyd's last year, you know, you, you had Henney and Hart who were both hurt both hurt and he kept mm-hmm. sending them out there and you know loyalty is one thing but it, it really didn't and again we, we saw what they could do when they were healthy but it was very clear that they were not ready to go and I would much prefer to you know give a chance to a guy who's healthy and see what he can do than 
than uh, letting some guy who's injured gut it out when you know you weren't going to see anything. I mean, and you know, I even think of remember that we had that where uh, you know we saw Brady do this where when he had um, Denard out there playing you know in the in the quarterback position against Ohio State the last time we played down there you know in, in Denard's career and he knew he couldn't throw. And he just kept lining him out there. And, you know, we had a great first half. And the second half, Ohio State figured out he wasn't going to throw and completely shut him down. So, you know, we've gone pretty far afield from the UNLV game. But, yeah, I mean, again, a win is a win. And I'm also getting to the point where I'm starting to really discount anything that Coach Harbaugh says about positions or players because um, I think by design he's not going to give us any insight. And I think, again, a quarter of the season is done. Um, we can see how things are progressing on the field. I think we have a problem at quarterback. I think the offensive line looks really good. I think the defense could be good. It'll be interesting to see what will happen as the competition gets stiffer. Yeah, we're going to. I don't. I, I, the running game that we had. And Smith running in there and beating everybody up and dragging the pile and all that, I don't think is going to be something that works against the better defenses in the league. I don't even mean the two best defenses. I mean against the top five. That's not going to work. They're going to cut that off right at the pass. So I think Harbaugh has shown that he is pretty inventive. He used some interesting schemes, and he ran the wide receivers on the ground to get them the ball and get them in the game. And that worked. He ran Darbo on an end around and got only eight. But then uh, Jesson got a chance to show his speed and got a touchdown for 36. Those were innovative plays. They worked, and uh, I think they got more tricks in the bag. As far as the quarterback goes, there is probably a reason that he is not starting at Iowa this year, that he was replaced, because they saw there something where there was a better player. But we don't have anybody better on our staff See, than Jake right now. You're, you're right, but, 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 but Andy, here's my problem, okay? So, right. Ruddock is plugging a hole, right? He's plugging a hole because we're screwed. <laughs> I get that. So if if we're screwed and we know he won't be back next year, we know he won't be back next year. He can't be. Isn't that all the more reason for us to start seeing some of these other quarterbacks? Because Not necessarily. Not well, necessarily. well, but hold on. I mean, yeah. but, but hold on. Hold on, let me let me make my case here, right? So what we're saying is we're going with Ruddock because he's experienced, right? And and I think that I think we can agree that what we've seen, man, his experience isn't helping too much. So here's my issue: if if him being experienced and seasoned is the reason that he's getting the nod here, then how are we? How is anybody going to get the nod next year? For a number of reasons. One is they got some talent waiting in the wings, and they got some very experienced talent to get better talent than we've had in a long, long time is out there. If Morris might be a great 
quarterback next year where he's not this year. It might take him a year to learn uh, the system. There, there's a, a whole lot of reason that Harbaugh has to establish a winning program this year. And he's playing all cards that he thinks will do that for him. To win as much as they can, to get the recruiting off, uh, off, off a standstill and get it, get it going good in the country again and get these people in here. And you only do that by winning. He's got to win this year to establish things. And that's the way he's playing it. Uh, they could get, if, if they win big enough, if they get, a, if they get up in any games, they can put other people in. He puts right in. And how do you say his name? Do you know? I think it's, I was, I heard part of it on the radio. I think it's Spite. I think it's. Yeah, okay, Spite's right. Yeah, I, I think so. And you know, it's interesting because he's got a gun. And you see, and I guess I just struggle with it because, you know, on one hand, Shane Morris is so great, we want to redshirt him, we want to save him. And what does that no, say? No, you gotta you gotta think of it like this, Sean. But but, but Andy, uh, I'm telling you, I, I, but Andy, I'm telling you, in the post game, this is exactly what Brand Setter and um, oh gosh, the other guy is saying that Harbaugh is telling him. So again, I, I, I again, what are we saving for? You know, I mean, uh, and, and again, so so we've seen this before. We've seen this before. We saw Brady Hoke ride Denard into the ground and then have Denard get hurt and you have to throw somebody in who just completely gets overrun. So, I, again, I, Coach, you know, Harbaugh knows quarterbacks. I get it. I'm just sitting back scratching my head at, at what is happening. Well, the same thing's bothering Harbaugh that bothered the two coaches before them. They haven't got sufficient talent at the position to have any depth, to have any competitive depth. They really don't. Or they would, and they knew this to begin with, or they wouldn't have gone out and got Ruddock in the first place. If they said to themselves, we're all set at quarterback because we got a kid here that can rise to the occasion that after a year in our system can go ahead and go and be a winner, they wouldn't have got Ruddock. They got him as an emergency stop yet. And he's not the best player in the world at quarterback, or he would be starting this year at Iowa, which he's not. But he's a good kid. He's hardworking. They'll use him to the best they can, and maybe they can work some of these problems out and establish a winning record this year, which is what he's trying to do, I think. So he needs to now. So I'm with you, and I and again I, I hate to belabor this because, you know, most of the time we agree. <laughs> so, my thing is this. So, yesterday was a scrimmage. What better time to see some of those other quarterbacks? So again, I just I sit here and I'm like, you know, I I mean I guess I guess he's trying to get Ruddock reps to get better. Maybe that's it. But um, I, I, I'm just, I'm puzzled because again, I, I'm you know, again, you know, we talked about this, you know, and I, I kind of made a snide comment earlier in the year you know, when Ruddick struggled, I said, you know there's no quarterback controversy in Iowa. They're not missing them. And, and you know, I 
you know, on one hand, I can understand, hey, you want to go, go. I, I, I can get that, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not super impressed with Ruddick at this point. So I think that that's an open question, and I do question what coach is telling us. I, I question it, but again, it's, it's his deal, and uh, you know, the competition is going to ramp up. And the good news is, is that I do think the defense is looks very interesting at times, and special teams seem to be better, and the offensive line is better. You know, you got a good offensive line. I think the quarterback has a chance to develop. I'm just saying I'm not seeing it yet. And it, we're oddly, it was against I think the least talented opponent that Michigan has seen so far that worried me the most because again that. That one pass that, that, I mean, wasn't even in the zip code of Jake Butt. And then the little swing pass, and I'm just like, gosh. You know, you hit you hit a couple plays, and that game's is, you know, a laugher. And, again, you know, you look at the points they scored, it, it, it was never in doubt. But I guess what is in doubt is, is for me, his lock on the quarterback position. That I'll just say it. That's where I'm at on that. I don't know if they gave him the chances that he needs. I'm not defending him because I think I don't think that he's the best quarterback we could have had this year. But I think he's a hard-working, smart kid, and he'll do the best that he can, best to give it. Harbaugh evidently thinks he's the best bet of the whole bunch, and I think you got to look at it. He wants to win now. He doesn't want to wait till next year and groom somebody through a losing year here. He wants to establish some victories and get the recruiting going, get the program going. I'm, and he's done a marvelous job. Maybe he will with a quarterback. I don't and, know. And I'm with you, but we've been watching. What year have we gotten through without a quarterback getting injured? <laughs> and I'm just, I, I mean, I'm going to look at it, lay it out. What year have we gotten through? Yeah, but that doesn't make any difference with the depth. The depth isn't there. If the depth was there, he would be using them. All but right. the depth isn't there. I'm not, I'm, I really do not know how good Shane Morse is. I really do not know that. And, and, neither, and neither do I. Because, and yet, he's still second string. Although he's not getting reps. Ah. So, well, Andy, that's going to do it. Uh, do you have any final words? Yes. Things are looking up. They're going to have a test next week. It's going to be interesting to see how they do. And they'll have another 110,000 in there. And some things are going pretty good at the University of Michigan. And maybe these problem areas get smaller every week. Well, the one, the one thing I'll say is I love to have problem areas and still win. That's a pretty good deal. <laughs> yes, it is. Let's hope they can beat BYU. And even better, we have another noon game. Oh, my gosh. I'm so happy. Uh, it's, so, it's so nice to get an article out in a reasonable time without losing any sleep. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of the UMGoBlue.com podcast. This is Phil Callahan along with... Andy Anderson. Go Blue. Thank you for listening to the UMGoBlue.com podcast. All rights reserved. Search for UMGoBlue.com on iTunes. Go Blue.